On this brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast, we welcome Dartmouth Spencer Brown to talk about building connection with your team and the importance of teaching them to lead themselves. What's up, Competitor Nation? Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and back with a brand new episode with Dartmouth Strength and Conditioning Coach Spencer Brown. Now, regardless of whether you're a sports fan or not, regardless of whether you're into strength and conditioning, you need to listen to this episode and the important things that we talk about about how to empower your team. How Spencer goes about empowering his team members to step up to lead themselves, to take initiative, the same lessons that you would need in a managerial role, a director role, an ownership role in your corporate setting? How can you empower your teammates? How can you empower those that report to you to lead themselves, to take action in the work they do? And most importantly, how are you building a connection with them so that you're getting to their heart as well as their head? So that they know you care about their goals, their lives, and where they're trying to go before you expect them to show up and meet the standard that you yourself are living. So today is full of leadership lessons, and I hope you stick with it because there's incredible opportunity for you to grow, to compete, and to get better by taking what Spencer shares today and running with it. Before we welcome Spencer to this week's show, I want to tell you about two quick things that you may need to know if, one, you are in a last-minute holiday panic because we are just two days away from Christmas. So you know it is too late to get that shipment to you, but here's what you can do if you still need to grab a gift for someone in your life. You can go to CompeteEveryday.com and get $20 off a $100 gift card. That's right. Discounts will automatically happen this week from December 23rd until December 29th. If you go online, buy a $100 gift card to give yourself, to give someone else, you'll automatically get $20 off at checkout. So $100 gift card for the price of 80 bucks. That is at CompeteEveryday.com right now, December 23rd until December 29th. So get on it, finish the year strong, pick up some fresh motivation, something you can wear and sport to kick off 2021 because I know it and you know it. 2021 is going to be your year. You're going to show up. You're going to compete every day. You're going to get after your goals like you've never done before. You're going to be more consistent than you've ever been before because you're taking the lessons from this show. You're taking the knowledge our guests share. You're taking the content we share online. You're applying it. You're not letting it go in one ear and out the other like so many people do and wasting the opportunity that is today. You are taking it, utilizing it, figuring out how to make your life better and then competing for it. That's what makes you a competitor. That's why I'm glad you're here. So if you need something to remind you to keep showing up and competing, get $20 off that $100 gift card. And if you've done your shopping, if you're sitting back stress-free, ready for the holidays, ready for some time with family in person or on FaceTime, man, thanks for hanging out here. Thanks for making time to listen to this week's show. If something in my conversation today with Spencer stands out to you, would you do me a favor and either share it on social media, share it with someone who you know would get a lot of value out of it, or just leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes. Easy, push of a button. Share this episode if there's something impactful in it for you. Share this episode with a friend if you think they're gonna get value out of it. And then finally, if you've done both of those and you still wanna help out, please 
Leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes so other people can discover the Compete Everyday podcast so they can see from your own lips, your experience listening to the show, what they can expect and how they'll get value out of it and how they'll be a better competitor by investing time every week to listen to it. Now, thanks for being here, Competitor Nation. Let's have some fun and welcome to this week's show, Dartmouth Spencer Brown. Spencer, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Jake, glad to be here, man. Man, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, man, we just connected off air and you are fired up. Your energy has me fired up today as well. Uh, so today should be fun. But I'm curious before we dive in, what inspired you to build a career out of strength and conditioning and really investing in athletes development? Uh, from my own personal experience, you know, I mean, like a lot of us, um, get into this field. A lot of times we kind of come to this realization of the person that has the biggest impact in your life. And you kind of want to be like those people. They're your role models. And for me, I had uh, great experiences with great strength coaches when I was in, in college and I always loved them. And I think I've just learned more and more about it and it's always continued to change and it's not stagnant. You know, I think it's one of those things where as a person, you have to live it and you have to be that example. And then you can demand it of the people around you. Yeah. T tell me about one of your early strength coaches or mentors. What do you remember most about that relationship? I still have a great relationship uh, with my strength coach from college. Um, but I just remember being out on the field. Um, we were warming up, you know what I mean? Just doing a warm up, And I was just like, man, you know, this person dictates the way that our team culture is built. You know what I mean? And they carry themselves a certain way that makes you want to, to work. You know, it, it inspires you. And I think a lot of times our jobs are, are not to just get people bigger, faster, stronger. I think anybody in the business that, that focuses just on those things, they're missing the boat. And I think that there's so much more that goes into it. And that person showed me the whole picture. You know what I mean? Not just the physical things, but how to be a better leader, how to be a better teammate, um, and how to really help the people around you by being selfless. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about a little bit of your journey. You played uh, ball in college and then you went to, let's see, you were at Lafayette, right? And then you moved your way eventually to Dartmouth. Now, how long have you been at Dartmouth? Seven years. Seven, Seven years. years. Okay. So what, what opened that door to get you here? You know, um, I've been very fortunate and, you know, I think that relationships are the biggest in, in any field in just in life is, is what really carries people. And I think, uh, the way that I've always kind of carried myself, uh, I've been fortunate to, ha like I said, have great coaches, great mentors, and great parents, family, people around me. And I've always taken the good and the bad and learned from it. And I think um, my, my defensive coordinator uh, was the uh, runs a camp for brain tumor research. And there's hundreds of college coaches and thousands of athletes that go to this small camp at Lafayette. And I worked it as a player. And then I worked it as a coach at my two other previous jobs. And one, uh, one year he's like, Spencer, did you get my, my voicemail? I go, no. He goes, he goes, uh, Don Dobes, Dartmouth college. They need a strength guy. I told him you're his guy. You know what I mean? And, and I literally interviewed at lunch. Um, and it also happened that the offensive coordinator at the time was a Lafayette graduate. Um, and I interviewed with them at lunch. They grilled me pretty good. I don't think I ate anything. And, uh, we ended up, they, they went back to Coach Tevens and said, you need to interview this guy. And within the week, had an interview. And it's funny, and I'll let everybody know this story. 
I almost left, you know, college strength and conditioning. I was literally weeks away. And that's what makes this journey even more meaningful for me is I was weeks away from going and taking a teaching job back at my old high school and coaching football and being the strength coach at my high school. Two weeks away. I was literally going, uh, that camp was on Sunday. Okay, that's camp was on a Sunday, on Monday. And I told this to uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And that's why I still think that, that there's somebody else playing a big role in all of our lives. But um, on Monday, I was going to give my two weeks notice at my other job. And I literally had that interview on Sunday. And I was like, honey, uh, we might be moving to New Hampshire. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it's just uh, a crazy thing that how these things work out. And I think the more persistent you are, the more you keep keep your nose down and just keep working, you know, the, the better off things will be for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And, and obviously having been there for a while, you've had a hand in, in the culture y'all have built and developed. One of the things I'm curious about is what are some of the aspects you feel are the most important uh, either traits or characteristics of the culture that you try to empower with every incoming freshman so that they are living it and, and working to improve it throughout their four years or five. So there's so many things that people always go and, and it's, it's in all sports, you know, they're like, they got to get better at this thing. You know, this one like physical attribute that you think is going to really change the game. And I'm not really into that. I'm into just being better. You know what I mean? Like I've had, division one tight ends that I've worked with that couldn't bench press, you know, 225 pounds. You know what I mean? Like when they got here, but they're, they're starters and they make plays and they're good players. The point is, do they get better? You know what I mean? That we're all like genetically limited in some sort of way, but how do we get better? You know, uh, people always look at leadership and, and all these other qualities that are skills. They're not something that you just like, Oh, they're a really good leader. You know, it's like, well, how can they be a better leader? right? Like how can they handle this situation? They've got a, somebody on our team isn't uh, doing everything that they need to be doing, right? They're just not really part of the group. Well, what do we need to do to reach that person? And I empower our teammates. I tell our team that they're the ones that steps between those lines. They're the ones that have to take responsibility for that, you know? And I, I empower our team. I think that that's the, the one thing that we do a great job here is having our kids own their results, you know, whether, and it doesn't have to be, you know, we get kids that you get injured or something happens, you know, some, your girlfriend breaks up with you and you're depressed, whatever it may be. How can we dig ourselves out of this hole and how can we get better? What's yeah. done? How do we was, get to the next step? The one thing along those lines I'm really curious about is how do you keep the highs from getting too high and the lows from getting too low of keeping them a little more along the baseline, especially throughout the course of a season, it's easy to get up and down. And, and then the off season, it's easy to lose that focus one way or another because games are, you know, six, eight months away sometimes. And, you know, with COVID happening, it's an even yeah. different ballpark that we're messing with right now. And, and our, it, it, I think what we're really talking about, Jake, is pride. You know what I mean? You want them to have pride and take pride in what they're doing. And, you know, you got banners up. Uh, hanging around the stadium, you got rings on your finger, you know, all that stuff. Well, well, it's done now. You know what I mean? Like every year is a new year and it's a new journey. It's a new team, but you want that same, um, those same traits to carry over. And I think if you just hammer them home all the time, you know, uh, I think that pride is, is, it's a balance. You know, you can have too much pride and be like, we're arrogant. You know, we don't remember the card. We think that we're too good to do the little things. 
And when you empower your leaders on your team and your good players, we've been successful because our hardest workers are our best players. You know what I mean? This isn't always the case. Starters, the majority of our starters, the majority of our all Ivy guys, the majority of our all Americans, the guys that go to the NFL have been the guys that work the hardest. And it's great when you have examples like that, that you can pull from, you know, when you have somebody that puts the extra work in and you can point to that person and then go, and that person then takes pride in it. They own that. And then everybody else goes, well, I want to do that. Well, it's like, well, do you, you know what I mean? Like everybody wants to talk about being a champion, but are we actually following through as our, as our integrity, as our character, all of those things matching up with what we say we want to do. I'm curious along those lines, because Dartmouth is, is high academic standards. It's not just everybody's going to school there. Do you think that that baseline in terms of high academic standards from an athletic standpoint requires harder workers? Like you can't have somebody that's going to excel in, in school and then coast in, in sports or coast in, or coast in school and try to excel in sports. Does that kind of give you that competitive advantage to be able to say we will always outwork that talent level and with a strong effort? I've been blessed with great kids, been blessed with great kids, hundred percent, you know, but the, af- the academic side and the athletic side don't always match. But one of the main things we teach our freshmen during like our fest- freshman basic training is to treat everything like it's number one. You know, everybody has that saying like, uh, treat every day like it's game day. Well, some days you got bad days. Yep. You know I mean, like some days you got bad days, but just do your best, right? Like if you were up all night writing a paper and you come in here in the morning at, at 6.30 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever it is, and – you're, you're, you're tired. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, just give me your best. You know what I mean? I know you're shot. Give me one hour. Give me one hour of everything you got, you know? And sometimes that's where like the training side of it, you got to be able to adjust, you know, you're here. Let's just do our best because I don't want somebody getting hurt. Right. If my number one job is to reduce the risk of injury, then that needs to be the way that I designed my program. You know what I mean? I can't and, and get it, right. Like you, if you get lazy kids that, you know, might be like, Hey, I'm going to tell coach I was up late all last night, you know, and, and I, so he can pull it back you know, your kids, you know, if you have good relationships with your athletes, you know, who's not trying to, you know, that'll be the day when you got the kid and you're like, well, you still got to push through today. I think you got this. You know what I mean? So you got to understand your players and that's where relationships come in. So being at an Ivy league institution, we do have high achieving people. You know what I mean? Athletic side, many of the people that we work with, you have to hammer it home, but you have to know that that's also a release, right? Like you have to, if you treat everything like it's number one, then when it's football time or whatever sports you play, that needs to be the most important thing that you're doing right now. That's where your effort and your focus and, and everything's going into. And we try to say, you got to eat, right? You got to go, you got to eat. Might as well eat like it's the most important meal of the day. You know what I mean? Like you got to sleep, you might as well get good sleep. And that's where treating everything like it's number one kind of comes into play. Well, and, and you, you earn the right to dig at those players and know those players because mm-hmm. just as you said, the importance of the relationship. And, and one of the things that I've heard repeatedly on our show from coaches and leaders is if you can get to a kid's heart, you can get to their head. If you can build that relationship, what are some things that y'all do? And, and I love how you phrase basic training is when they're first getting on campus. What are some things that y'all do as a staff to make sure you know the player and you know more about them than just X's and O's? Here's what they play. Here's what we need to perform for them in the weight room. If you talk to any of my players, you'll know that I have a great personal relationship with them from like a, what's up, man? How's everything going? Like, how are your classes? How's your family? You know, and being engaged, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a staff meeting and, and uh, head coach, but you can, you can leave, you know, during recruiting. I don't have to stay in there when we're doing recruits, but we talk about so much 
during that process that I get to know the kids before they step on campus and we do um, meetings with them when they're being recruited. So you get to know what's going on, like wh what their financial background is. You know what I mean? Like you get to with their family. You know what I mean? You get to know what the, the head coaches think of them and you get to know these players a little bit more personally. And that starts before they even know you. So when they come on campus and they're being recruited, and again, I think just being authentic with who you are, you know, there's no like, I really am not uh, a force you to do things. You know I mean? I don't think giving yep. demands or um, orders is a way to go about your business. You put people in a situation that, that will help them be successful if they want to be. Because the last time I checked, if you're not holding their hand, you're not holding their hand when they're, they're playing their sport, right? They're, they're going out there on that field or court and they have to do it on their own. You're not going to be there to be like, run faster, you know, like pay attention to this. So I think it's important. And again, that carries over into life. Being a strength and conditioning coach or an athletic performance coach goes beyond, you know, the hour or two hours that you train them every day, right? There's 22 other hours in a day that they need to make decisions on their own. So when you empower them to do that, I think that that's where the, the life changing comes into play. So with, with the relationship that we build with our players, it starts from being at every staff meeting, every single practice, and just being around, you know what I mean? Just be around and know that they can talk to you about things whenever they want. Give them your cell phone number. Don't be that coach that it's like, oh, you can email me, right? Like you, <laughs> you, you got your, and I know a lot of coaches and I used to do this when I was a younger coach. You know, I was like, I'm not going to friend request kids on social media until they're done, you know? And I'm like, no, I can build this relationship with them right now. I can hit the like button on the family, the family photo they just posted. And they're like, Coach Brown just liked my family photo. Like there's, there's more that goes into building that relationship, especially with the access that we have with these kids now. Some coaches don't take interest in that. And I, I think that they're missing, missing a key piece of building relationships with that. Well, and you yourself having played a very high level in high school, you played at the college level. You can relate to a lot of those experiences as the athletes are going through. I'm curious because of your energy and the way I assume that you played the game all out effort, hardworking, does it get frustrating at times when you see incredibly talented kids come through the program and they just don't have some of that same drive and, and you're as a coach, you're like, if I had your talent, like, do you know what I would have done with it? How do you learn to get to those type kids that are incredibly talented, but just haven't gotten to that level in terms of understanding the importance of their work and their effort into the whole equation. I think you said something really important, Jake, which is like the, when you say those types of things, that phrase that you said, like if I had your talent or you, when you point that out to a kid, that can be really detrimental. It's like telling a young kid that they're really, really smart. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. and they're like, or they, they, they don't pass. And they're like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm, I'm really, really smart. How did I not? And then they disengage completely. So I think it's important to just, I say things over and over and over again, just different ways. You just have to continue to take different angles and just say, you know, like the, the future could be bright if you continue to work. You know, we just got done um, with our fall term where we had uh, about 60 guys on campus and half the group was freshmen. They did a phenomenal job under the circumstances. We had to wear masks. They had to stay in their own little area. You know what I mean? It was, it was definitely different, but telling them and in, in, instilling the work habits that go beyond that. Because if you explain to them, you don't have to point it out individually. And, and I think at, at some point calling kids out is important, but there's also a time and a place. Yep. You know I mean? But if you point out that where, you know, uh, and Bill Belichick said this, I stole this from the Patriots, but you know, uh, talent sets the floor, character sets the ceiling. And 
if you show them kind of like, okay, here's your talent, you stay here, and the kid that works harder than you, and again, if you have good examples of that, if you have the walk-on kid that takes playing time away from the kid that was recruited and had stars next to his name, and you point out that those things don't mean anything, you know what, they don't mean anything now, here, later in life, um, that's, again, you, you, you teach them something valuable. You get some type of characteristic that carries them into the business world, into their life, into their marriage, into their whatever they decide to do. How do you, I guess, enjoy most, uh, Lee, encouraging competition in that weight room, in those practices, in those settings away from game day? Because we know that competition brings out the best in all of us, and, and we want our players to rise to that equation or that situation. How do you guys try to encourage that competition consistently in that way that keeps kids engaged but also gets them out of that comfort zone? I think just making it fun, right? Like you could just be like, you know, in the – the kid that's not supposed to win the race wins the race. You point it out. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think a lot of times we like to have that, like everybody has that fear of missing out, right? Like they don't want to be, you know, and, but if you have fun with it and you do, I don't say like silly things, but just things that like we've, I've brought in uh, a bop it, you know what I mean? And bop it in here where they have to freaking like hit it, twist it, pull it, you know what I mean? And like just simple things like that. And I think that when you compete, just in anything, you get to see who people truly are. If it's something they're not good at, something that they're, like you said, uncomfortable with. Um, because we break our team our, our team up into teams during the offseason, and we kind of have different themes. And some people do competitions just during the offseason, right? They do like a six-week or an eight-week. Ours goes year-round. We have accountability year-round that involves things academically. If they get in trouble um, off-campus or socially – and then athletically, you know what I mean? Just, and we have different layers to the competition. So we can do psychological challenges, right? Like we, we've done Martin Luther King Jr. We did uh, trivia on Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Like something simple like that, that again, um, brings them all together and you get to see who's engaged and who's not engaged. And I think that just simple things like that, just make it fun. You know what I mean? If you can make it fun, and get them to understand the value of doing your best and paying attention. Like no detail is too small. And I know obviously we could talk all day on like leadership and, and those little characteristics, but I think how making everything important from the time you start warming up till the very end of practice to basically the other hours that you have in a day and just paying attention to all those things so that you don't get in trouble, that you can achieve what you want to achieve or what you say you want to achieve. And I think that that's important. I love that. I've, I've got a friend who's now at Ole Miss, and when he was at Houston as a special teams coordinator, we talked about their offseason competitions, and, and what he appreciated is guys drafted. He picked people, they drafted, and he said, you learned really quick, like, friendships of guys that always hang out on the team, and he's like, I'm not drafting that guy because, you know, I know how hard he's going to work, and the other guy, it's, it's an awareness of, like, oh, why don't you want me on your team? Because I don't work as hard. Like, how do I get motivated to understand it's those little things in that setting. But just like you guys have talked about empowering the team to set those standards and enforce those standards with their teammates is so crucial because you guys as coaches, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. But when players take that reign and it's that player led development, it's crucial for their long-term success as well. And, and obviously with your continued build on the culture, What's one of the things that I'm curious about that coaching has taught you about being a dad? I don't, 
those two things are synonymous. I'll be honest. <laughs> like that, the, they go together. I mean, and if you if you had my kids in here, right? Like I've got a little quote from my son. You probably can't see it, but it says like, you know, I'm Coach Brown's favorite child. You know, <laughs> wrote that. He's in high school. You know what I mean? Like so, they. It's again, we're we're on a compete every day podcast. Yep. Uh, like I'm in the favorite child. It's like, well, I, I bring that up with my kids. You know, it's like, oh, well, I think that it's they're no different. You know what I mean? Like if I if I go home instilling discipline in my kids, but wanting them, I, I work out or train or do something every day right and um my kids are are great kids they don't need to be great athletes you know and they don't have to come lift weights with dad you know they don't you know if, if they want to do things um i try to put them in a good position to do that you know and i think being a coach and being a parent um i won't say i've gotten softer since becoming a parent because i've had my kids my whole career coaching you know i had both my kids when i was in college and i think that you know, like being an athlete gives you kind of instant credibility with the team that you work with, right? Like playing yep. football, you talked about earlier, has helped me um, almost walk into a room and you're like, oh, you played the college football at the same level that, that we're at, you know? Um, but when you go, when they're like, ah, coach, you know, I was up late last night. You're like, I had two kids in college. I don't need your excuses. You know what I mean? Like, and you just kind of like put that into perspective, like, dang, like I, I was changing diapers, you know, and you know, I remember we were playing Georgetown when I was in college, and I remember my daughter, I think she, was, she wasn't even one yet, and I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, before a game, changing her diaper, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how too many college athletes that are doing that, you know, and I think that um, those moments help shape me, like, you know, when you got to get up at 4.30 in the morning or whatever, and it's like, you don't even blink an eye, you know, you don't even think twice about it, so... Uh, going through harder things early on in my life or just making things harder. I'll be honest with you. I probably did uh, my own damage to myself. I was that guy that like picked harder classes than I should have been in. Um, I always like to do things the hard way. And I think that that always helped me because of just everything that you got thrown at you, you just go, this is pretty easy now. Well, and along those same lines, that's a key point on the parenting side is I imagine the coaching side is Sometimes you've got to let those kids and those players get into those tougher situations, challenging situations without rescuing them. And we see too many people jumping in and rescuing kids now and coaches just the same way you do the kid disservice. How do you, I guess, encourage or how have you encouraged your kids or your players getting into those challenging situations and having them learn how to work through it? Because you know, just like with your own journey, that sets them up for better long-term success. I'll be honest with you. I probably just pulling back more. So, you know, detaching myself from the situation more than, and just putting, you could say something as simple as like, well, that's why you're not going to be on the bus. You know what I mean? Like you say that to a kid and they're like, Dang. you know what I mean? Like that, that's harsh, but it's true. You know what I mean? So um, I think when you kind of just say like, well, if you don't do the right things, you know, I, I got um, the, the challenge I did this past week to our team was their fall analysis. So instead of just like, saying like, what do you guys think about the job I did? I want to know what you think about what you did. You know what I mean? Like, so they tell me about their kind of reflection on what they're doing and then what they're going to do in the fall, or sorry, the winter to, to change some things. What are some of the habits that they're going to kind of create to maybe um, fix some of the things that they did wrong? And I think that that type of action, you know what I mean? Of just putting it again, like you said, like on them and getting them to understand that it's important to just 
make choices on your own that are going to help you be better. And if you talk about it, you got to be about it. And I think that that, that kind of is where that personal growth and development comes into play is pulling yourself back and understanding that your results you have to own. I love it. I love it. Last question, just out of personal curiosity, what do you, what are you reading this month? What are you diving into? What do you consume to keep yourself sharp? Got it handy, actually. Jocko, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just finished um, Speed Strength. That actually took me a little a lot longer than I, I planned on by um, Joel Smith. I try to just um, rotate different books, whether it's personal growth or leadership or just like tools for sports performance. You know, you got to get a little variation. Like I have another real estate book in my bag right now. That as soon as I get done with Jocko, that's going to be another one I'm going to read, you know, and then I'll get into nutrition after that one, just kind of cycling through different things. But if, if you, uh, if you read that book yet? Uh, yeah. So I enjoyed Jocko's stuff. He, he puts out some great things and, and always is, I mean, it's just very applicable. It's not theory yeah. based. It's here's what you do. Here's what I've seen. Here's how you apply it. And I think, you know, just reading books just reinforces things and whether it might give you a different perspective. Right. And um, I think even just like listening to podcasts, you know, it's not like you're trying to learn new things all the time, but if you notice that when you read and when you watch and when you listen, you can kind of still reinforce those things that you want to instill in, in your athletes and in yourself for personal growth, growth or any other type of growth. Without a doubt. I, I just finished culture code by Daniel Coyle and, and was just enjoying the fact of hearing you talk about a lot of the things that y'all do and, and it pinging back different things throughout the book of how they enforced it and hearing how you enforced it. Just the same pieces, vulnerability, connecting with your players, you know, pushing them, holding them accountable, empowering that team, all key to, to successful culture. So man, this has been a ton of fun. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, for anyone that wants to follow you on Twitter, you are a great follow. How can we get connected there? Um, I actually changed my Twitter handle, but I think it's just <laughs> Spencer Brown. My, some of my staff were like, it sounds bad when it was, cause it was at Dartmouth strong originally. And, uh, all my staff, they were like, you know, it doesn't sound right. Like, you know, like it should just be like your name or something like that. So it's at coach Spencer Brown. And then, um, the same thing on, on Instagram. Awesome. We will be linking to that in the show notes. Spencer, man, thanks for having time to hang out with us today. Jake, appreciate it. Compete every day. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, drop us a note with your feedback to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Check out more episodes, find amazing apparel, get connected with the community at competeeveryday.com. And until next week, bring your best, show up every day regardless of how you feel, and be that type of competitor you were created to be. Oh, my God.